Hey there, thanks for joining us here in a place where we get to hear and feel and be immersed in the powerful stories of people journeying outdoors in nature. Hey there, thanks for showing up. Today on Powerful Journeys in Nature, we have Chris sitting around the fire who will be sharing a story with us from one of his many adventures. So to meet Chris, we will... So Chris... Good morning. It's Good morning. Um, so a way I would love people to introduce themselves is to introduce their body and their soul. So I'd love you to introduce your body by telling me how old you are and what stage of life you're at. Hello, everyone. <laughs> you just corrected the microphone, so I was like right in front of him. Um, I'm 28 years old. 28, yep. And I just, <laughs> just, had, just had my birthday. Um and yeah what stage of life i'm at Mm -hmm. um just about to become a father Mm. yeah and uh, my wife's 33 weeks pregnant and um yeah just at a stage in life where i um i guess am ready for a next big challenge that is parenthood Mm. and i think i've been ready for a while but um yeah, just really happy that I've found someone that I that I love, you know, unconditionally and, and that we've chosen to, you know, take on this next big challenge in life. And yeah, just really happy and supported and and loved. So yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Ooh, that's so lovely. Mm, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then to introduce your soul. So what what makes you come alive? Oh, what makes you come alive? Ball games. <laughs> <laughs> It's uh, true. You want to play gardening. basketball? You yeah. go to the pitch. You want to, yeah. Uh, gardening, probably, yeah. Gardening and ball games that involve competition. Okay. Yeah. So could you like mash those up, like a gardening meets ball game outside <laughs> competition, like ultimate? Pretty much anything with competition in it. Okay. Yeah. Why um, competition? What is it you love about that? I have no idea. Okay. I just love it. It just makes I you love, feel alive. I think the challenge, the challenge to try and become the best that I can be in that sport okay or in that activity or in anything in life really okay but the beauty about sport is that it is typically like with a team sport which I like most Mm. is is the the interaction the connection with it um as well as like working in a team to get to you know you know conquer and you know and uh to try and you know beat the other team (laughs) But like, do it as do it together, you know, okay. and that's and that's kind of what I like about it. Yeah. So that's your preference, though, is team sport, sports over mm. solo sports. Yeah, but you yeah. want you still want to be the best team. How do you make the best team, though? I think it's just like you can have the worst players of all time <laughs> on the same team yeah. and be the best team. Okay. Yeah, I, I, that's what I think. Okay. You know, because it could just be it's just working together and communicating, and mm. um, it's like anything in life, really. Yeah, mm. it's just all about communication and like and respect within the team and stuff and um you know obviously it takes a lot of a lot of hard work to become like the best in in anything mm. but um but it to, the place to start I and mean, you can have a you know team of superstars but they could be you know pretty shit so. not work well together. yeah exactly right so. so your perfect day is like 
a bit of like gardening in the morning and then some like crazy team sports in the middle of the day yep. and then like a bonding gardening session the afternoon <laughs> that's right. as well. Yeah, that's right. And maybe a surf in there with oh, some yeah. friends. Okay. Yeah, that's okay. kind of me. Um, cool. Thank you. No and so the big question I would love to ask you is what is one of <clears> the most powerful journeys you've had in nature? Yeah, it's kind of a tough one because I interpreted it a couple different ways. Mm. I Initially, it was like, at what point in my life have I felt like most in connection with nature? Like what experiences? Mm. And I guess I have a different answer to that to then how I interpret the question mm-hmm. um, this morning here is that like when, um, yeah, when did you, you know, feel quote, the most powerful experience that you've yeah. had? Which makes me think it's a longer, like a longer term sort of, you know, it's not just a, you know, five seconds outside kind yeah. of thing. It's more of a, more of a journey that I yeah. had, you know, in nature that, that really, I think helped to, to change, not change perspective. It, I think just, you know, helped to, to grow me as an individual and to, mm. um, you know, to, to come out, um, yeah, knowing more about myself and, mm. um, and, and growing over the whole experience. I think the, f- the first one that I, the first interpretation I had was when I lived in the Kimberleys, when I sort of felt most in tune with nature yeah um yeah going camping and and stuff I think one one memory that comes to mind was um yeah going out camping I think I'd had um I worked for Save the Children up in the Kimberleys and um did and and you know quite well you know it's pretty tough up there sometimes you know with the kids and you see a lot of you know some not nice stuff and um and it it can get kind of uh yeah overwhelming at times and um, I was living up there alone and just in a donger on, on my own and it kind of felt yeah I'd, I'd live I'd hang out with a lot of people and stuff up there but um, yeah it's nice to just take some time away and um, and it was a time in my life where I was quite in, introverted in the, in the fact that I didn't have a girlfriend I wasn't you know with the community that I'd developed on the Gold Coast and yeah. and all that so I was up there with new people with new everything and um, yeah, just took some time to go away and go camping at, um, at Valentine Springs, I think it's called, um, just like 20, 30 minutes outside Kununurra and, mm. and, um, it's just literally a water hole on the side of a, a dirt track somewhere, yeah. but there was something that was really beautiful about it. It's a, it had a, um, a soap tree and a, um, a waddle that was sitting next to the water hole and in the, in the wet, the water hole expands and becomes part of a river, but then in the dry season, which, which yeah. was, it just comes to this sort of like 20 meter, um, you know, diameter waterhole. And, um, it's just got a little sandy bank and it's just, yeah, it was just perfect for me to go like, you know, grab a beer and, um, mm. some dinner and go out there at like 3 PM and just hang out and sit out and go for a swim in the waterhole and come out and, yeah. you know, just, just think. And, you know, I don't really read, so <laughs> <laughs> just like look at the trees and, yeah. and enjoy. And yeah, that was really cool. And, and then, you know, going to sleep that night in, in the swag and, um, and then waking up in the morning to the sounds of the birds and stuff mm. and, and just being completely alone in nature was, was really nice. And I'm not, I'm a, I'm an extrovert and yeah. as you know, all too well. <laughs> <clears throat> um, but yeah, having that like small amount of introverted, you know, time just yeah. on my own was, was really cool. And, um, in the morning I woke up and, um, looked out to the waterhole and there was a, probably a 40 centimeter or 30 centimeter barra that had floated up and died overnight um, because it, the wet Why? season, as I said, it, um, in the wet it uh, becomes a river. And yeah. so the, the barramundi are all up there, dry, 
dries up and then the barramundi obviously got caught in that waterhole yeah and probably ran out of food or mm. lack of oxygen in the water or whatever but oh. um it just died overnight so i swam out i it sort of looked still pretty good so i swam out and i thought oh you know maybe i can go eat it kind of yeah. thing and, um anyway I, I couldn't it was it was pretty rotten because it was dying <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But it was cool because I went out and grabbed it. It was like, wow, that, you know, that just, yeah. it just sort of ended its, you know, it lived its life and that was kind of whatever. Otherwise it would have just floated down. And yeah. So I pulled it out and just. Um, poked it a bit. Actually, yeah, poked it a bit <laughs> and checked it out and everything. But it was pretty cool. It was, it was awesome. And like I cut, I was, you know, I'd never really seen like, um, you know, done a lot of stuff with like Barramundi, you know, at that point in yeah. living up there. And so I, you know, just looked at it and examined it like I'm a biologist. So I just kind of looked at it and I, I noticed that they have these huge spikes that are about the size of your, um, about the size of your hand on the back of their thing. And it can go up and up and ah. down, and, you know? And so I thought that was really cool. I'd never yeah. seen anything like that. So I, so I cut that one off and then I threw the fish back in the, yeah. in the water hole or whatever. And, and, you know, just for it to keep decompose and everything, yeah. but I kept, kept that spike and, and it's so cool to look at cause it, it so just you still have like, it. Somewhere. Somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Chris is also a bit of a hoarder. Yeah. So be somewhere. Yeah. Somewhere. Um, but yeah, so that was probably the first thing. The other thing was... Um, Can I just hang on? Yeah. Can we just yeah. go back? So like, I guess from knowing you that like, I mean, that is a far cry from <clears throat> where you kind of grew up on the Gold Coast. I mean, with lots of people and everything. Mm. And then to find yourself in the Kimberleys by yourself in a waterhole. Like, you know, and was there something particular about that land you really connected with? Or do you think it was just the fact that you were by yourself? For like the first, not the first time, but I guess a... Mm, I think it was probably a combination. It was a nice opportunity for me to, at that point in my life, just go and like, I guess, reconnect with myself kind of mm. thing. And it wasn't like I had any epiphanies out there or, you know, it <laughs> yeah. wasn't like, oh, I get myself now. Yeah. But it was more just, it was just a nice time to sit and relax and not have to, yeah, be on a computer or not have to do anything and yeah. and just like listen to the music I wanted to listen to while I was out there and yeah. like sit around a campfire and like I don't know make the campfire as big as I wanted or <laughs> you know that was just it's just me fucking around yeah that's around the podcast <laughs> <laughs> yes. um, and then what drew you to be there to begin with you said you were working for save the children but like why 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 there uh, we used to drive out there, um, past there to go to um, the river and stuff with the um, with the kids from Save the Children and everything. And every time I drove by there, it was it was always so it was such a picturesque spot. Mm. It was just this beautiful like like sandy red sandy bank, and it had these trees overhanging the the bank and the water, and it just looked like this quintessential you know little Kimberley waterhole, you know. Mm. Um, like kind of what I I thought I picture a lot of stuff in in Arnhem Land looks like yeah. and you know that just that stuff but with no crocs you know yeah exactly um and yeah so I just it it was just for me it was just this perfect little picturesque spot it was mm. twenty minutes outside of you know I didn't have to drive four hours into the bush and mm-hmm. you know risk getting stuck in the middle of somewhere and mm. um and yeah it's just a really quick um easy spot so, yeah yeah and go swimming and then, and then yeah it was right next to the road so I could just. Did you ever, like, you said it was, like, quite an enjoyable time, but, like, for you to be by yourself, and usually you do seem to get so much energy off other people and really mm. enjoy that, were there any times that you were there and you were just like, this is shit? Uh, like, being by yourself, or were you just, like, a kid just playing? Well, I guess at that point I kind of wanted, I was I was ready to, to have a girlfriend and ready to, like, share that part of my life with yeah. somebody. But, yeah, just I hadn't sort of... Yeah, I, was, I guess I was still 
kind of learning a lot about myself. This is before mm. I started working for Rustic Pathways and yeah. subsequently, you know, met my, my, my wife. Yeah. I was going to say current wife. <laughs> How is that? Don't tell me that. Um, well, it's not, it's not a lie. Two, yeah. Well, I've married yeah. her twice now. So. That's true. <laughs> yeah. In each country. I wonder yeah. if maybe you'll get along with my first wife. <laughs> yeah. One can only hope, can't they? Just have a big house big enough for them all, really. Right. Yeah. Different water holes. <laughs> That's right. Um, but yeah, so I think I was I was not ready for Mimi to come into my life, but mm. um, you know I'm somebody who thrives off other people's energy, and mm. um, but yeah, in that specific moment, that it was just nice to be on my mm. own. Mm. Yeah, cool. Yeah, and you said there was another one that came to mind. I'd love you to. Yeah, just the um, Mimi and I uh, and um, our friends Nico and Rach went and hiked the Himalayas. Yeah. Um, so we went to Nepal in. Must have been like 2016, I think. Yeah. Um, and we spent about three months there. Yeah, we just, we traveled around and we, um, through Nepal and everything, it's an absolutely beautiful country. Mm. And just, there's just so much of that place that I love. Um, but yeah, the Himalayas was a really special, um, yeah, time. We spent about two and a half weeks tra- um, hiking around the Annapurna region and we went on a, on a separate hike up to, um, behind um, Kathmandu, to the hills behind Kathmandu. Yeah. Um, this is just after the earthquake happened. Mm. Um, and so we were pretty much the only white people in Kathmandu, which yeah. is pretty unheard of because, you know, it's a pretty, um, you know, it's a big, big tourist destination, yeah. obviously being the Himalayas and everything. Um, and yeah, so for so long we were, we were just the only foreigners there. And, mm. um, and Mimi and I uh, got a guide and we wanted to hike up um, through the hills behind Kathmandu. And so we, we went up there and it was meant to be, I think, a, I think it was meant to be a week-long trip um, and we set out the first day and it was a, it was a pretty big day the first day and um, we got to about 11.30. It was meant to be a full day of hiking. I think it was about 1,400 metres elevation gain yeah. and it was probably about like, they said it was meant to be about like a six-hour hike, okay. which is kind of, you know, think about that, it's pretty vertical the whole yeah. time. Um, and ended up being like probably like an eight or nine hour hike, which, you know, I don't know if we were walking slow or what, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we got to about 1130 and, um, we, we fed up, we went past these small little towns on the way up this mountain. 1130 to, at night? No, 1130 in the morning. In the morning okay. Yeah. And you know me, I get kind of hungry, yeah. right? So I'm like, it's oh, a good time like for it's lunch. So, it's, you're like the atypical, like hangry. It's <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. like, go, 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 go. I will eat everything. <laughs> And so we got to 11.30 and we got past this little this little town and, and they had a restaurant there and stuff. And so, oh, because usually you kind of, you have to take advantage of those places because yep. there's not, you know, too many. So I thought, should we have lunch now? And the guy said, oh, we're only probably about an hour, hour and a half away. And I was like, if you want, we can go there and then have some food and have a relaxed afternoon kind of yeah. thing. So I thought, oh, okay, you know, I'm not too hungry yet, so... I'm like, red yeah, flag, red number, flag one. number one. <laughs> I'm not too hungry. So I ate like three Mars bars and then, <laughs> and then we continued on. Anyway, it was ended up being like a four hour hike. Ugh. And so we didn't get there till like 4.30 PM or something like that. And, um, we didn't. Yeah. And so we're, I was starving at that point because yeah. we'd started at like 7 AM that day and yeah. we hiked all that time. And so we, um, ordered some food and everything like that. And it wasn't feeling too good. And, and then ordered some food and, uh, we got a, um, what was it uh, like like a curry, like a dalbat, and they call it a dalbat. Yeah, okay. And um, it took like an hour and a half to come out because oh. I'm pretty sure they had to go pick the potatoes. Okay. Anyway, so at this point, Mimi and I are playing cards, you know, games yeah. and stuff, and 
God, it was just, anyway, cut a long story short at this point, yeah. <laughs> um, we just, uh, yeah, we ate and, and then I just wasn't feeling too well. And so we went to bed and, um, and then I woke up about, I think it was about like 11 at night or something like that or midnight. And, um, yeah, felt really sick and, and started vomiting and, and Mimi was taking care of me and stuff. And, yeah. um, and then she took care of me for about two hours and then she started to feel bad as well. <laughs> and, and it was just, it was double dragoning, which I mean, for all those that listen, so just, just trying to escape your body one, out exactly, of any horror possible. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. And it was, it was horrible. It was like, yeah, for, I was two hours ahead of Mimi, I think cause my metabolism's faster. Oh yeah. But, um, yeah, we had a, we had a, um, like basically food, we ended up having food poisoning, um, yeah. that we found out, um, from, it was like uh, E. coli or, okay. um, salmonella or something like that from, from two days prior. And so it just had a, oh, like a thing. Sure. So we thought it was the food that we had up there, but sure. anyway, so we were, um, we were really sick that night and it was kind of, at, I remember one specific point of our relationship, and this is probably the biggest test of our relationship yeah. was, um, Mimi was sitting in bed just feeling horrible and yeah. she was vomiting into a bucket and, yeah. and I'm outside and I'm like, there's like a little window and I'm vomiting outside the window and I remember looking up and it was just this, like, such a beautiful outlook. It was like mid, you know, like 1am and the sky was clear and <laughs> the moon was so big and beautiful over the Himalayas yeah. and these like white capped mountains yeah. and stars everywhere. Majestic. And I was like, oh my God, this is... <laughs> 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 And Mimi's out there like, I'm supporting you. Yeah. And then she'd be like, ah, you know. And it was just such this, yeah, it was so just. So we got a South Park. Yeah. Like, just imagine everyone like, bah, Exactly. Bah. Anyway, um, so the next morning we had, to, we told our guy like, look, we can't go on. And um, he said, there's no, there's basically, you have to hike out of here or we're getting a helicopter. Oh. Which probably would have cost. Because we could, this point, I couldn't like, felt like we couldn't walk. Yeah. Um, and we How many hours have this been? Like since just you reckon been it for like, hit you? like probably like five or six p.m. Okay. And then, and then this is going at like six a.m. the next day. Yeah, so okay. it's sort of twelve hours of like, you know, vomiting every twenty minutes kind of thing. Oh. And couldn't keep any water down or anything. And so we're just feeling like, you yeah, know, absolute shit. And um, and then so yeah, we sat down and, and tried to decide what we're going to do. And so we, you know, we decided, let's try and we'll just try, we'll have to hike out of here because I don't think we, you know, I think it was like a couple of grand for a helicopter out of yeah. there or something. And we just, yeah, didn't want to pay that. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, Mimi and I hiked out. We had what our um, Sherpa carry the, um, or our guide carry the, uh, one of our backpacks. And then Mimi and I split carrying the, the backpack yeah. on and off. And um, yeah, that was the hardest thing that I've ever done. Yeah. <laughs> hiking out of there. I felt like a walking zombie yeah. because it was, you know, we went down, it took us about like seven or eight hours oh. um, and I couldn't keep any water down. So at that point it'd been like, you know, probably about 24, like yeah. Yeah, almost 24 hours or so that we'd been without water and yeah. like food. <laughs> it was like, but it was Mimi and I carried, we split carrying the backpack. Whoever felt like they were going to die more, you know, had <laughs> what are you on the, the death scale? Yeah. What are you on the death scale? And, yeah. yeah. And it was, you know, just try not to shit yourself on the way down the mountain. Yeah. <laughs> it was just, yeah. So that was like, I think, yeah, vomiting, looking up at the, at the thing and then yeah. just having that. But then also like sharing that experience with Mimi, yeah. hiking out of that, that mountain down, like down that mountain. And it was just the hardest thing that Mimi and I have ever had to do. What um, got you through that? Do you think like the fact that Mimi and I were like, you know, like, are you worse than me? Okay. And if you were, then give me the backpack. I'll take it. Okay. And then it's just, yeah, it was just support and love. And I think that's when, yeah. I think 
that was the hardest thing that Mimi and I have ever been through, like personally on our own yeah. levels, but then also as a relationship. Have that shared experience. Yeah, together, exactly. Yeah. Um, like I never, never thought that we wouldn't be able to get through that because Mimi and I are so solid, but yeah. you know, just to have gone through it, it's like, yeah, I know we can do anything, you know? Yeah. Like kids seem like a walk in the park, you know. <laughs> I mean, the story you I mean, tell, tell the kids yeah, this year. Yeah, let's do a podcast in a year's time, and maybe I'll say to <laughs> You'll be like, I was so wrong. <laughs> yeah. Just when I thought I pooed everywhere, <laughs> like yeah, it was like garbage. That's it. Yeah, but yeah, so that was kind of um, I think another place in nature that was, um, you know, it sort of didn't feel like too much like nature because you know we we slept in you know we slept in a house that yeah. night or we didn't sleep in a house, but. Um, yeah, but it was it was a, a an adventure within nature, yeah. hiking out a mountain. But it was life changing because there was points where I was like, I'm gonna pass out and fall down the mountain here. Because what did you what did you ever think? <clears throat> like, because I mean, when you're in a foreign country, you're in the <clears throat> middle of nowhere. Like, <clears throat> what are your options? I mean, I know you said there was a helicopter, but was there any kind of fear that was like, my body is shutting down and I don't know what I'm gonna do? Yeah, I guess I just figured. If my body shut down and I couldn't physically couldn't move, we'd yeah. get a helicopter. Okay. But until that point, then yeah, we just keep going. Okay. Yeah, and it's just one foot in front of the other. Yeah, for yeah. seven hours. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How much did you Don't eat think, yeah. when you got down to the bottom? I didn't actually. I went to. I went straight to hospital. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then because the food is so good yeah. in hospital. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Now I went to hospital and Mimi Mimi could keep water down at that point. Um, okay. And I could keep a little bit down. I think we went and ordered a pizza, comfort food. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then tried to eat that. I think I got a slice down and, and then I was like, Which I is just unlike can't. you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Usually I'm two pizzas in. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I went, and I went to hospital and, you know, got a drip and they put probably, I think four liters of fluid into mm. me and I didn't pee. <laughs> yeah. And it was like, wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, Mimi just um, hung out. She actually didn't get ad- admitted, but they gave her a bed next to me and oh, <laughs> she got all the same treatment as me. That's so, so sweet. I know, I know. What did it, was it like being in a hospital in a foreign country like that? It was beautiful. Yeah, it was nice. Okay. Yeah. Like I wasn't, I think it was like a, um, like kind of an expat hospital, which okay. is just kind of a smaller. Yeah. Kind of they probably get that a lot too. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just kind of, yeah, they were really nice. Yeah. There wasn't too many people there and. Yeah, I love the fact that you're like the two stories that came to mind were like different ends of the pendulum. Like Mm. one is just like, I'm all by myself. It's like, I'm just so in tune and so (laughs) just like so present. And then the other one is just like, I almost died. And that was, yeah, as powerful for each of them. Yeah. That's so cool. Do you feel like from both of those stories, like what, how do you feel like you've integrated kind of those experiences or those, those feelings that you felt into your kind of everyday life? Like, were there any shifts when you got back from either of those or? Mm, I guess from the, um, from the, the Kimberley experience just on my own, mm. um, the waterhole, I think it's Valentine's Springs. I'm going to kill, kill myself if it doesn't, okay. if it's not Valentine's <laughs> Springs. Was it Easter if Springs? Mel's listening, Springs. <laughs> if Mel's listening, okay. I'm sorry, I got it wrong. Okay. Um, but yeah, so I think back from that, just realizing that it is nice to take time alone mm. sometimes. Um, and I do find joy in doing that to mm. be able to just do whatever I want. Yeah. Um, not have to sort of think about anyone else. Yeah. And then from the, Kim, from the, um, Himalaya's experience I think it was just I can do anything okay (laughs) yeah Yeah. like 
just the body can be pushed harder than we know. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of crazy because it's like if I had gone to you, hey, Chris, yeah. would you like this really embodied experience of like yeah. hiking up this mountain, almost dying yeah. and having to hike down again? You know, I feel like most people would be like, no, that's okay. Like I'll just maybe hang out over here for a little while instead. That's funny because I would, I would say the opposite. So you're just like, yes. Well, I was like, yeah, like that's that. awesome. Yeah, because I've always okay. wanted to do like a survival. I've always wanted to do more survival oh, stuff. sure. Because I think that... I've got a, I've got a type of a, it's going to sound cocky here, but I think I've got a brain that's like, I figure things out pretty, yeah. um, like pretty well. And, and I've got a bit of an engineering kind of brain and, and try to figure out the best solution to yeah. stuff. You know, I'm on my mind's constantly yeah. going. And I think in the right experience, in the right framework, if, it, if, you know, if I had somebody to show me just a couple skills, you know, in, in the environment, yeah. I think somebody chucking me out in the middle of nowhere I think would be a really cool. I've always wanted to do that. Okay. And I've always wanted to have, like, test myself. To be able Should to we do that for your it. 30th birthday? I would love that. Do <laughs> it. helicopter you in somewhere and yeah. just be like... I'll pay for the helicopter. Okay, okay. great. <laughs> great. <laughs> see you in two days, Chris, or will we? Exactly. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I get that past me. I with a GoPro but... and, like, <clears throat> videoing it and the whole journey. That would be amazing. I would love the video, but I wouldn't, like, taking the video. No, we'll just, like, GoPro <clears throat> it onto your chest or something. You do, like, video journal. I feel like you'll have no one around. You'll get lonely. You'll talk to the video. You'll talk to the camera <sighs> yeah, after a while. Yeah, maybe. Okay. <laughs> so it was that aspect of, like, yeah, connecting with yourself a little bit more and, like, having that alone time and really mm. having, an, a, like, an enjoyable <clears throat> experience with that. And then also the fact that, you know, you kind of busted through, like, a limiting belief that you had. Like, because you never stretch yourself that mm. far and to be yeah. like, well, now if I can do that, I'm pretty sure I can get through every day-to-day life in our, like, first world you know, white absolutely. country, you know, yeah. like it's like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, absolutely. I think the um, Himalayan experience was, yeah, was next level for me. Yeah. And it, in a grand scheme of things, it wasn't like we didn't have, you know, we could have got a helicopter out, you know, sure, we had a guide, support, we yeah. had like, you know, it wasn't. <clears throat> so lucky. Yeah. Yeah. We weren't in the middle of nowhere and, yeah. and we're going to die. It was just more like, I guess, a conquering of like, um, character and, and will you know yeah. and then just the will to like put that other foot in front of it yeah. when you feel like you're going to collapse yeah at every step you know and Are then you... not to think about seven hours because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> after 10 that. minutes you're like oh my god what are we... yeah. we've only done 10 steps yeah <laughs> you know? have you do you feel like you've ever had like a rite of passage because i mean in australia we don't seem to like culturally mm. have a lot of that no. kind of thing no. did it feel a little bit like that for yourself like to know that you could i think it was um I think it was, no, I don't think it was, no, no, No. I think I'm still yet to, to fully experience what I'm capable of. Okay. Yeah. Does that excite you? It seems to, your your face kind of lights up a bit. It does. No, 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 it does. And I don't, yeah, I, I like to either have the, um, like courage to kind of go and just chuck myself in the bush somewhere for Mm. like two or three days. And like figure it out with nothing but like a whittling knife and uh... yeah, or even not even that <laughs> nothing. Just like yeah. Okay. Do you want to get some skills before you do that, or do you well, feel like you I already wanted... have enough? No, I feel like I would be able to figure out okay how so that's to survive the fun for you is the figuring it out. Yeah, but it would be nice to have some skills okay. to like <laughs> to just pull in apart. Case. Yeah, exactly. Okay, I won't use these skills. <laughs> yeah. I'll just uh, yeah, because like I mean, there's like lots of easy ways to do things, but yeah, okay. like um. In Borneo, I made a. Uh, I was walking past this tree when we, I lived in Malaysian Borneo for three months, and yeah. we did um, like frog research and stuff. And we lived in the jungle, 
um, you know, with um, like orangutans around and just, it was wild, you know, yeah. like rats running over you when you sleep. And it was like, yeah, yeah. it was probably the... A full immersion. <clears throat> it was a full immersion, yeah. <laughs> and it was kind of the point in my life where I feel like I was most um, like in tune with nature because yeah. it was three months living in the bush, like living in the jungle, jungle yeah. where everything happens all the time, like yeah. everywhere. And I could tell like if it was when it was going to rain, like within 10 minutes, and, um, you know, you notice the temperature change in your body yeah. and then your hairs jump up and then you look around and there's bugs off the ground and the, the yeah. swallows are flying low it's and it's coming. like, and you're like 10, 10 minutes, you wow. know, and it's like, and then sure enough, it's, you know, yeah. and that's probably just like that specific area I got yeah. used to after a long time. Especially so being connected, on. yeah. But, um, yeah, we were doing some frog and I walked past a, a tree that had like crazy spines on it and everything. And, uh, yeah, I just, I, I remember thinking that like, oh, how could it, there's, you can use those, you know? So I chopped a few off and everything. And, and then I thought that'd be really cool. And I, and I just, I walked past another branch and then it was a, um, like the really skinny bamboo, you know, yeah. like the wild bamboo. And so I cut some of that off and I was just at, in camp. We had like hours where we didn't do anything after we'd finished the research yeah. side of things and, you know, dissecting frogs and stuff. We'd sit there and you'd, you know, somebody watch Netflix and some yeah. people, you know, there's still that internet there and stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I went down and I kind of just, like sat down and I was like, what can I create with this stuff? Yeah. And I created this little blow dart. Of all things. Yeah. And I remember uh, a friend, Rachel looking, I uh, like, she was, yeah. Like, what are you doing? You know? And like Nico's like, ah, oh, Chris is, you know, just yeah. like messing around kind of thing. And, and I, yeah, I hold out this like bamboo and I got everything out nice and smooth inside. Yeah. And it was only about this big and, um, all in all, it didn't work very well, but it did, it did like, I got this little spine that I found. It was about, you know, about the size of your finger. Yeah. And then um, we had a, sh- there's like a, sh- um, how was it, like a shuttlecock, um, like game that we had like at the, the camp. Like the racket? Yeah, like yeah. Uh, badminton, is it badminton? Yeah. Yeah, with a shuttlecock. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so I pulled one of the little hairs off that, yeah. the little feathers off that, and then like streamed light and cut that down so it was ah. like that. And then, you know, tied it with a bit of bit of string around yeah. that and created like a little, you know, like a little arrow, you know. Yeah, you know, a little blow dart. dart. Yeah, yeah. A little blow dart. <laughs> and I did it and I got, it was about like 10 centimetres away from the bench, you know, the wooden bench, you know, and like blew it and it stuck into the bench and I was like success you know i'm not going to kill anything with it maybe an ant you know I mean, if i had to though yeah, exactly. I, I could yeah. kill an ant but yeah i think that was the first time i've ever created like like a weapon from yeah. just like stuff from uh, in in nature and that was really cool i felt like that was a like i was super proud of that yeah you know? and i think i've got like i've only got one picture of it that's just like it was like a passing picture of the yeah. blow up like in the thing because yeah. i took it as i yeah i took it when it was in there it's fun how it's like all you're doing is tapping into this creativity that's naturally in you and just this playful nature of like, if I haven't got anything to do. Yeah, exactly. And I was to like, yeah, I love how you create things like that. Your brain just goes, okay, let's do it. You yeah, know? exactly. Yeah. yeah. I do have a creative side, a you know, big creative side to me and it's cool to be able to use that in a, in a survival sense. To, like, yeah. you know, not that that was survival sense, but... But we are so disconnected, right? It's like we can have food whenever we wanted from it, wherever we want. Mm. We just go to the shops or, you know, we have shelter so easily. Yeah. It is kind of fun to be like, what would I do yeah. if I was left? Yeah. And like, I don't really like, I don't like fish. I like a white fish maybe every now and then. Yeah. But if I'm in the, if I'm in the environment, you know, like... Yeah. You're going to blow down carrots? And I, exactly. <laughs> and I don't have anything. I'm eating fish. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, and that, and that's kind of cool to think about too, like in a survival sense is that, you know, the fact that, you know, you might be gluten free or you might have, you know, something, none of that, none of yeah. that shit matters. <laughs> it's yeah, like, totally. okay. I mean, some people have, you know, like 
celiac stuff and i'm not sure you're blow darting um loaves of bread out there but you know <laughs> it. but it's kind of just like one of those things like i have a preferences of food and yeah. you don't really if it's if it's kind of you know life and death and you're in a survival situation mm. it's the brain starts to have to think look at things differently yeah and i feel like my brain kind of does that yeah. a little bit now but i just suppress it because i don't need it you yeah know? and like i can see like yeah, you see your brain. You do it like I see you do it with plants and stuff <clears throat> when you're outside. You're like, oh, like this is the little plant and this plant. Oh, we should keep that and put it over here and you know. Yeah. I don't think we do that enough in society. Is like test ourselves in nature enough. Mm. And I, I've always wanted it, and I, I, mm. I still want it. Um, I kind of wanted to do it before I had kids. Mm. Don't think we're gonna get that now. But... No, you're running out of time. <laughs> you got right. weeks. Yeah. Yeah, but I'd like to show my. I'd like to show my you know, son or daughter, how to do that, you know, and like take them out and us, you know, we go for two days out. It's just me and them, you know, when they're like, like seven or eight or something like that, you know, totally. and then show them how to, you know, make a spear out of a, of a grass, um, you know, grass tree, uh, like you know those big tall yeah. things kind of grass trees you know? almost that, that sense of accomplishment <clears throat> like you said as well like that gratification of like i did that like mm. to feel really proud like at the moment it's like oh i got an a or a b on my maths assignment like it's yeah. like you know it's kind of it's not so much of an embodied <clears throat> experience it's like the brain just getting rewarded all the time but yeah. when you yeah speak about that it's like the brain and the body working together creating something and then being like yes yeah i'm really proud of that and yeah yeah i think it's a i think it's it's a great um Thing to like a exercise for the brain mm. to try and think about stuff like that. Totally. Like how do I, how do I care for myself and how do I provide for myself, and then also the problem solving yeah. that that's involved. I think because I'm a problem solver. I think yeah. if it was if I was to describe myself in like one or two words, yeah. you know, it'd be a problem solver. Okay. Like because that's my nature. Yeah. I think that's where the entrepreneurial sort of stuff comes yeah. through. But um, yeah, the problem solving about a survival situation mm-hmm. where you're like, okay, I don't have a knife, but how am I gonna? I love it though that we have that, to take ourselves that. out of our cushy world, <clears throat> like out of our cushy life, and put ourselves back into a survival. Where I imagine sometimes that people who are in survival, like I trying to say that to like a kid from a third world country, being like, "Oh no, I take myself out of my house, out of my mm. bed, out of where we have water and food, and then I put myself into the middle of nowhere." And then yeah. being like, "That's all they would want is the opposite." Like yeah. it's yeah, it just but shows... somebody living in the bush has conquered that part of their brain mm. that they can they feel super comfortable to be able to, yeah. you know, go and hunt and, and get water and forage and things like that. Yeah. Um, and it's like, yeah, to not have to do that, you know, that would be great because yeah. I don't have to, you know, cut my feet up running across the oyster rocks, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But then for us, it's like, yeah, I'm kind of bored sitting yeah. here because I know that I get paid, you know, a weekly wage and yeah. and, and I can just go to Woolworths and buy whatever I want, you know. Yeah. And But I know that my brain is not, like, getting its full potential yeah. because I haven't had those experiences. So. Yeah. And I guess the cool thing is as well is, like, we don't really have to have mm. one or the other. We live in this world where we can have both. I know. You know, we can, like, put <laughs> yeah. ourselves in both situations. Like, I, yeah. yeah, that just feels like such a gift. Yeah. Um, so what I would like to ask you is if the Kimberley, um, if that waterhole and if that uh, experience you had in the Himalayas, if it was like a thing or an entity, what would you say in gratitude to it? Um, thank you for being there. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. I think just, yeah, it's because um, if it wasn't, you know, if, if we didn't, you know, nature and and... And having those systems, you know, having that waterhole that 
that has water in it, for example, you know, we're not mm. going through droughts and, and um, having the tree there that, you know, mm. all of that involved mm. in that, that made that, that special experience. Mm. We don't have that and we don't protect that now. Mm. And it's, then it's not there for us to have, you know, if we have a concrete jungle, like <laughs> I'm not going to sit on a concrete corner and have that beautiful experience <laughs> yeah. the same way. Um, and yeah, I mean, the Himalayas, I mean, I'm not sure if anyone's going to be moving the Himalayas anytime soon, but, <laughs> but in terms of like what we experienced out there with the nature and with that beautiful landscape, I mean, mm. it definitely, you know, it can definitely be trashed, mm. um, you know, a very short period of time. Um, yeah. So for, for me, just having it there in those pristine states mm. and probably two of those, you know, the Kimberley is a lot of it's pretty untouched yeah. and um, a lot of it's, it has been touched, you know, from, mm. from the sort of, I guess, the bad stuff within society. New settlements? Is yeah. That, I don't know how don't you... Know. Yeah. I was going to say the evil from society, okay. but I don't... Yeah. The lower vibration yeah. of like, society. <laughs> chicken treat. <laughs> KFC. KFC. Sorry, sponsors. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Just so your, for being there. your gratitude, yeah, for just for it being mm-hmm. what it is, kind of thing, and then just being able to, and then having that, yeah, like because there's lots of parts on in Earth now that, you know, they don't, um, that aren't in in this pristine state, and mm. that aren't in the way that they they once were. You know, yeah. like I remember, I, I grew up in Alaska for about seven years, and um, I sort of spent my formative years there during high school, and I remember a lot of places that I used to go to, like going to look at glaciers and going mm. to hike out to see glaciers and things like that. And like now I go back and mm. the glaciers are receded three kilometers, you know, mm. and it's like, yeah, I remember there's Portage Glacier in, in, um, in Alaska is like, I remember you have, we went to like a visitor center that, um, that overlooks the glacier and the glacier used to come up maybe a hundred meters from the, from the thing. And after you watch this little movie, the screen opens up and, and then the glacier's right there, you know, and and you see it and it's massive and you see the cracks and the blue and the light and everything. It's just, it was beautiful. I remember that as a kid very vividly. And then now I go back and it's probably like a kilometer and a half back and you, you can't like get to it. You have to get a boat to get out and get to the. That's so awkward thing. for the information center. <laughs> like it was so you know. Yeah. And now like, the, the screen opens up. Like, like, everyone's squinting. Is that, yeah. <laughs> is that the oh place? yeah. The oh yeah. So, so then, do you feel like you're quite passionate about preserving these things or doing what you can to kind of keep them in a? Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, I don't do as much as I should. Oh. Um, but I think you do as much as. Um, I'm not going to say as much as you can because I can, I could do more. We can mm. all do more. Um, I mean, the best thing is, yeah, I don't know. There's <laughs> a, there's a bigger, bigger yeah, question, totally. but like, yeah. I have I a quick question for you. Mm. Do you think we are nature? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think people quite often separate humans and nature and that we need to, um, yeah, I think like society and nature and everything, we are animals. Yeah, okay. We, yeah. And like people say, oh, we need to, you know, um, you know, protect animals or we need to, you know, protect the environment and stuff like that. And, and we are the environment. And mm. if if we, we have to protect the other stuff, you know, that, that that's out there um, because we are part of it. Mm. You know, we're part of a whole. Yeah, we've created like 
you know, the technological advancements and stuff mm. allow us to be able to have a podcast. Yeah, have <laughs> you a know, podcast, like it's yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah, have iPhones. Um, but yeah, I think we are animals, and we are part of nature as much as mm. a tiger is part of nature. Yeah, you know, I think we, yeah. People say, oh, the best thing for Earth was if humans left it. You know, yeah. I, some people say that, yeah. and, and I don't I don't agree. I think we just need to shift the, the mindset that we have about ourselves, nature, and the way that we consume stuff. Yeah. Um, because, you know, if nature would be better off without a tiger because it killed mm. an antelope, you know. Um, I mean, if, yeah. Mm. I don't know. If people said that, you know, then yeah. it'd be like, well, that's not really, that's part of nature, you know, and we're part yeah. of nature. So, and, you know, I, I think we're sort of, you know, we're opportunistic hunters, you know, yeah. there's been societies sure. that are completely vegan and there's been societies that are completely carnivorous, you know, yeah. and everything in between. Yeah. Um, so it's just about what opportunities you have out there. So I, mm. yeah, and this is kind of getting the vegan stuff, but, yeah. um, yeah, I don't, I think, yeah, it's, it's not bad that we, yeah. that we are part of nature. We all have an effect. A tiger has mm. an influence on the earth, um, mm-hmm. And we have influences on the earth. It's just about trying to minimise those so that we're not destroying it at a faster yeah. rate than... we just got a bit too big for our boots. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but so you think that we can still live harmoniously as a part, like mm-hmm. playing our role and, yeah. I think we can have mate. tech and I think we yeah. can have all the advancements in that we've created in society and mm. much more in the future, mm. in probably the next, like, 20 years, you know, mm. and, and live and choose to live you know, a still grounded, hmm. healthy life in nature, mm. you know? I That's mean, the thing ma- again, like yeah. we can have it both. We don't just have to live in a concrete jungle and have iPads exactly. and we don't just have to live in the middle of nowhere like Captain Fantastic. Like, yeah. you know, it's like we can... I was like, how do I drop this movie in? <laughs> um, but it's like we get to have it, we get to have them both, you know? But mm-hmm. I think maybe respect is, mm-hmm. you know, respect that... Yeah. I mean, imagine living in like a really cool tech tree house. Yeah. Right? Like, think you can have speakers that can play all, like, music, but then, yeah. But then, and then you're in a treehouse yeah, still. Yeah, exactly. Getting the natural light. And, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's your next mission. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Let your brain go creative Great, on yeah. that. Our kids cool. are going to have the best treehouses. Oh, nice. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing. I feel like instead of one story, we've got about four yeah. or five, which is so no, which I love. Like, even yeah, each time we went into one, I was like, oh, what, tell me more about that one. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, so thank you for sharing those with us. and yeah. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're so welcome. <laughs> um, so if you, once again, if you'd like to be inspired or see any kind of other journeys or see what else we're up to, you can go to journeyoutdoorsinnature.com.au um, and we're also on Facebook and Instagram. Um, but until next time and until the next story and the next person, I hope you have a beautiful day and we'll see you next time. Bye.